0: Welcome to another episode of the Cisco Podcast, Tales from the CSAP Floor. I'm your host, Khaled Khalaf, and today I'm joined by two amazing guests. We've got Andres Jiménez and Henrik Pannerman. Andres is a Dutch ASC with a very diverse background. I believe you're part Spanish, Indian, Filipino, and Dutch. Is that right? Did I I get all those? Yeah,
1: that is correct. (laughs) Wow.
0: And uh, Henrik, with us today, I know that you come from... You're you're a, a Norwegian ASR... Based in Sweden, but you're now located in Denmark. If if, if I'm right,
2: yeah, that is correct. Yeah.
0: yeah, I know you got a background in the construction industry, and you worked in Scotland as a highway designer before joining Cisco.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So wow. I was basically a study civil engineering, but <laughs> went it world. <rolled. laughs>
0: okay, that's that sounds pretty interesting. Well, before we go into that, uh, today's episode we're going to be talking about the Cisco culture. Our Cisco culture overall, what that entails, you know, what it what it really includes, and how we, how our attitudes are like day to day, outside of our roles. So, Henrik, tell us about how you joined Cisco from the construction industry.
2: Yeah, it was kind of weird actually, because I was on my way directly into the civil engineering com- uh, industry. So, I was writing my thesis about digitalization for the construction industry and for a construction company. Um, and then I met Cisco at a stand uh, at my university, really. Uh, where, yeah, we got to talk, and uh, I found IT this part of IT very interesting. Um, and I realized that you didn't really have to have an IT background to go to an IT company, because in Cisco you have this CISA program, as we are talking about, and they're going to teach you the IT you need anyway. So. Rather than focus on things you don't know, we want to focus on things you know. And I knew the construction and civil engineering industry, so let's try to leverage that in other ways. So, here I am.
0: And Andres, I know you also play handball outside of work, is that right? Yes, yeah, that's Want to tell us a little correct. bit more about yourself?
2: I am a
1: sports fan in general. Uh, every morning if you come up to me and you want to ask me about something that happened for the weekend, I'll be very talkative. But myself, I'm playing handball. I have played many years in Spain. And now that I moved here, I wanted to continue playing, because it was a great way to you know, just exercise and also be out there and meet people. So guys, as we said, we're going to be talking about the Cisco culture. So let's get right into that.
0: What is What does the Cisco culture mean to you guys? Let's, let's start with you, Henry.
2: It's quite diverse for myself. I think that everyone has a different background, as myself, as a civil engineer. Um, And yeah, I think you find that all over the place and you bring them together and try to work on each other's strengths. Teaching each other and challenge each other and absolutely help each other.
1: Andres, anything to add to that? For me also it's something circumstantial. It's how uh, everyone in Cisco is approaching the fact that we have this diversity. Um, How it is something that has to happen in a global company. And what I like about it, what is so special about it is how positive uh, it, uh, how positive of an environment it generates for everyone, despite all these differences.
0: Hmm. So what are, I mean, you say, you say positive environment, I mean, what's the, what's the indication to that? What is a positive environment? How do you know?
1: Well, it's not something you know, it's something you realize. Me myself, I started this year with a group of maybe 50 something people, where we had I think over 20 nationalities. Mm-hmm. And after a few months, you realize you have learned so much about all the cultures. You have learned so much uh, small talk in many languages. It is so enriching. And uh, the chance of sharing all this and, you know, you, you spend a year together. So you go through all the holidays, all the special occasions. And it's just very exciting to learn. And that's why I think it's such a positive thing.
0: What about you, Henrik? What is What does the Cisco culture bring to you?
2: Well, we don't have the that much diversity as you guys, of course, down in Amsterdam. We were a smaller group, at seven people. We really get very, very close to each other, and we trust each other, and we have we have each other's back, which I think is very important in a com- in a company. People are very energized. Uh, they come ask you how how is it going? Do you need help with anything? So yeah, they're just very including.
0: That's super nice, man. I mean, having having just people asking you, you know, if you need anything or how's your day. I think to me, at least personally speaking, that's one of the nicest things to have you know, in a, in a day-to-day work work environment. Andres, since you know, you're an ASC and Henrik here is an ASR, let's talk about this. I mean, would you say that there are any
1: differences in the office culture between ASCs and ASRs? We have different roles with different goals, mm-hmm. so you need different approaches and different attitudes to achieve all of those goals. And I think this is exactly because of this whole diversity within the company. People are used to new people, they are used to people uh, moving around and that's why they are so open because they understand that everyone appreciates these things.
0: Guys, let's talk about you know what Cisco does to kind of encourage the culture and, and to make sure that you know everyone's really getting involved. Now we, we have a couple of initiatives here in the office. We've got the time to give initiative and I know both of you had a really, really big big part to play in this this year. Um, Let's start with you, Henrik, what do you, can you first of all define the time to give initiative?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, So the time to give initiative is basically five days you can devote to do the volunteering work. So you can do, it's very trust-based policy here. So for Cisco, they say, hey, you can go out, do volunteering work um, for five days and we'll pay you like you are in the office and making sure the business goes around. And as a person, you will have to figure out how do I want to spend these five days to a community, to a society that I think will benefit from these five days. Uh, And you can really do whatever you would like. But yeah, it's a trust-based policy, so you should devote it to something you believe in.
0: And what did you do with your five days?
2: Uh, So we were a group of 12 people. Um, We went to Naples, actually. so for one week, we went down there. It was six from the Frankfurt office and six from the Stockholm office, uh, which wanted to do something together and do this as a team, teammate, but we can grow the team environment as well. So firstly, we went to the University of Naples and talked to the students there. It's quite special because they have a Cisco Tech Lab. Uh, so we went there, talked to them, because later the same week, they were going to be hackathon, uh, where these students were going to participate and we were coming in there and working as business mentors. So we were there to help them out in the beginning, in the brainstorming phase. What is like the business value of, of this problem? If you are able to solve, create an app to solve this problem, what will that bring to a society? And so on, uh, in the beginning. So that was like one part of the project. Another part it was in a place called Gaiola, which is on the southwest tip of Naples. So it was all about cleaning all this, renovating the office, renovating um, archaeological area and mm-hmm. clean up the access tracks and yeah stuff like this going on for four days.
0: I mean, how did you guys go about finding these projects, discussing you know, where to go? What, what, and what kind of challenges did you face doing all this?
2: I was very lucky to have a lot of help. Uh, but first, yeah, so we were these 12 people. So firstly, we had to set what kind of project would we like to do? Uh, we would like to do something physical because we, are a lot, we work a lot on our computers and if we are supposed to go somewhere and, and work, we would like to do it physical. And then we had to find a time span, we had to find budget. Uh, so this was like the first steps. And I started off by talking to my CSAP manager, um, Roy van der Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really helped us figure out, okay, so if you are 12 people going away for a week, uh, so this is a great initiative at Cisco, right? They're giving you five days off and paying yep. you as you will be in office. Yep. Uh, so let's make sure we're not taking a week, which is crucial for Cisco. So we wouldn't like go on the end of a quarter, for example. So that was all about figuring the timing. Mm-hmm. And then he, put, then he put me in contact with people that could help me organize this or at least come with some ideas and tips. And I was like, you have to plan this very, very early. Um, make sure you're doing something you're proud of because if you're not and you're losing your motivation, uh, this will just become a mess at some time. Um, be flexible, he said. Do not have a tight uh, time schedule because things are going to change, especially mm-hmm. when you're closing in to straight before you're going there. And make sure you ask for a lot of help and others' opinions, really. So that was like the main key takeaways I based the whole trip on, really. And then it just kept going, who I asked for help. I asked Orsi, she's the senior manager, global virtual sales and engineering. Mm-hmm. You guys know her, so yep. she's sitting in Amsterdam. Uh, so she really helped me uh, choosing which uh, project because I came to her with three different projects. These are my three alternatives right now that goes within the budget. Uh, it's perfect for the time. And then she helped me choose which one did she think would give the most back to our community. And that's a great thing about about this, right? Because now I'm going to the managers and the manager or my manager just asking for help. And all the time you're just waiting, yes, of course, I will help you out. This is awesome. Keep going. And then another person that really helped me a lot was Marsha Connor. So she's like the program manager globally for the whole CSAP we talked about what I could return to her. And as a CSAP manager, she wanted us to create a video. And so there is a video out on YouTube uh, you can check up later. So yeah.
0: That sounds amazing. Like honestly, it sounds like a really cool project what you guys did, the amount of effort it took. Um, I'm really glad you bring up the, the importance of utilizing your network and people around you. I think that's a common theme on this podcast in general that we always talk about how important it is for everyone to utilize their network because you know at any in any corporate environment you've got resources around you and the biggest resources uh, the biggest resource is always the people and and I think yeah utilizing them in the way you did is at least from the way I see it and from what I hear it definitely sounds like one of the key ways to succeed to ensure that something is successful
2: yeah I totally agree and it's all about bringing like you, you hear this a lot everywhere, right? We young people let our graduates, the first years we are, we have a lot of passion, we have a lot of uh, drive, but really when you are able to ask for the more experienced for tips, you maybe, you don't have to go into all these pitfalls that a lot of people do when they're starting a new company and trying to do something different. That's a type to get project. Very well
0: put, very well put. Andres, let's talk about your time to give initiative. I, I believe, if, if I
1: remember correctly, you guys went to Nepal, right? Yes, we did. Tell, tell us more about that. Well, the, the Nepal trip was a very exciting trip we took. Um, it started quite differently than it did for Henrik. Uh, in our case, it's a hub initiative uh, where every year a group of people travel somewhere usually in Southeast Asia uh, in order to do some volunteering so this year's uh, project was in Nepal mm-hmm. and since it's a hub initiative it means that you go- you sign up if you want to like I did and if you get selected then you, you go with all the people who are in your same hub but it doesn't mean being maybe 800 or 1000 employees here in Amsterdam, it doesn't mean you will know them necessarily. So what they are trying to do, and they successfully successfully do, is to try to get you in touch with other people, with people you don't necessarily work with, but are also in your Mm -hmm. environment. And then to have this double-sided experience where you are giving back to the community, but you're also engaging uh, very much with the people of your own environment.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I see, I see that there's a lot of differences between what you guys were doing and, and what Henrik's project uh, was like. But tell me, why did you personally decide to volunteer to go to Nepal?
1: Well, uh, first of all, when I signed up, uh, the, the, the destination wasn't known yet. But I was very excited about just how the project looked. Um, they, they, they told us it, it was volunteering, uh, time to give, mm-hmm. etc. And I was very excited about it, so that's why I signed up. And then, because you find out about the steps as time passes, you just get more and more excited. You start working with the team. Um, We also had to get uh, the budget. We Mm -hmm. also had to plan all the logistics around it, which is very hard. And you get to do this with peers who can be associates like me or um, highly ranked managers or people who are just in very different departments. So while you're doing this, uh, you get to know them and you get, as I said, very excited because what we did specifically was construction work in, in the south east mm-hmm. of Nepal, where floods are often a problem and you, it's something you have never done before. You, you're excited to learn it and you're excited to help. So that's, that's why I did it because I was just excited about every single part of the project. Wow. That sounds, honestly, just hearing you talk about it, man, that sounds like a super exciting
0: trip. So is there any place someone can, can find more information
1: about this uh, project that you guys did? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a project from Habitat for Humanity, which is an NGO which uh, was helping us. And this this one specifically was in Bidat Nagar. So I'm pretty sure if you go on our website and look for uh, their construction uh, work in Bidat Nagar, that the progress of this project will be available.
0: Now let's talk about other aspects of the Cisco culture. Specifically within CSAP, we all know we have the quarterly fun funds. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Andres?
1: So another another of the things that Cisco does in order to engage you with uh, all of your peers is the fun fund. It's a certain amount of money that you can spend on a team activity. So what they're trying to do is, um, they're trying to have people have uh, fun together doing something outside of the office uh, and it, it works really well as a team building activity because you get to be in a different uh, zero-stress environment, you get to do something fun and of course it's, it's, just, it's just nice, uh, you're working with people after all and on these days sometimes you talk to someone about something private that you would never do at work because of time or because of whatever reason. And that's how Cisco is helping us to get to know each other and to build a stronger team. Wow! Sounds really exciting. I mean, how have you been spending your fun funds? Very different activities. Um, the most uh, simple one is maybe just uh, team dinners where we're having fun, enjoying food. One I really liked was plastic fishing. Um, we wow. we got on a boat in the canals of Amsterdam. And we were fishing for plastic yeah, in order to, to, to clean the canals because there's a lot of uh, plastic in it. We kind of contributed a bit to the city as we are also part of the problem. And what uh, happens with this plastic that we were picking up, they were recycling it and they were turning it into office furniture that then will be sold uh, to yeah, uh, corporations who are interested in buying such products. Wow.
0: So you're basically having fun giving back to the community and being profitable for a business at the same time.
1: Or being on a boat in the canals of Amsterdam,
0: which is not bad. That's, that's not bad at all, that's really cool. Henrik, do you have anything to add to this or any aspects of the Cisco culture you'd like to talk about?
2: Well, we used the Fund, fund to actually go to an amusement park three weeks ago, and we also had a soccer team, but that was also including more people from the, from the
0: office. Was that in Norway, Denmark, Sweden? You've been to a lot of places. That will be sweet. Sounds really fun indeed. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about regarding the Cisco culture? I mean, I know there's a lot of things like some sort of unwritten rules we have here at the office. Things like, you know, we never turn away a question, right? There's no such thing as a stupid question. And if you go to anyone and ask for help, like you said, Henrik, I don't think it's just managers. I think it really applies to anyone in Cisco. That if you go to anybody and ask for help, as long as they're not too busy at the time, they will definitely take the time out of the day to help you out. I mean, does that apply in these Scandinavian parts?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are very encouraged to go to, go and ask for help. And we also have the values that you are supposed to, and we are winning together, so you need, you need to ask for help, really.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's something, as, as far as I've interacted with people at Cisco, they, they've all uh,
1: agreed that this is, you know, part of the culture wherever you are. Do you have any final words of advice before we close? Yeah, I agree with what Henrik just said and I'd just like to point out that I what I really like about Cisco's co- uh, culture is that it's not just uh, the talk, they're not just putting it on their website and that's what we believe, they're really putting their money where their mouth is, they're promoting it actively, uh, supporting uh, minorities in order to promote this diversity and, uh, I really identify with this because they are really actively just promoting this whole thing, uh, understanding that people are people no matter what uh, they're doing or no matter where they're from and uh, to know that I work for such a company, for me, it's very, very important because I can feel proud of what I'm doing even more besides the activity itself but also as a human being. Wow. Beautifully said, Andres. Thank you so much.
0: Henrik, we've got a bunch of new sappers coming. What would you tell them regarding keeping this culture alive?
2: I will tell them to be bold. Uh, I will tell them to really challenge the the normal status quo. Dare to do something different and stand for it. And uh, even though you're a graduate, everyone will listen and go for it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to this. This has been an episode about the Cisco culture with our amazing guests, Andres and Henrik. We talked about the Time to Give initiative, Fun Funds, and who these two amazing guys are. Uh, If you guys don't have anything else, thank you very much and enjoy. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having us.